Hey guys, Future Rebecca here. Just wanted to hop on and give y'all a heads up that the magical Zappy Pixies were not on our side this week and decided to record Ashley's audio with what I can only assume is a potato. Luckily, this week's story is one of our favorites that we have covered so far. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this extra special quarantine edition episode. Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Hi, guys. Hello, ladies. Hello. How's it going? It's still quarantine. We're still in quarantine. Yay. We're we're fine. It's fine. Um, But we have something special planned for this week. More wine? Mm -hmm. Always more wine. Always. But to mix things up a little bit, we have a good friend of ours who donates every month at the co-host level, which means he's been allowed for a while to pick a topic and a host. And me being me and not wanting to do the homework I require everyone else to do, offered him during quarantine. I'm like, hey, do you want to do my notes for me? (laughs) Ta-da! And he agreed. So now I have notes that I don't know what they say. I'm so excited, especially because his humor is um, so similar to yours. But at the same time, he knows how to push all of your buttons. So I'm hoping he does. Yeah, the very first thing he says today, we're going to try to explain why Rebecca's here. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) are we talking about the birds and the bees? It's followed by and it wasn't because of a game of Twister in small town, Georgia. (laughs) Is it going to be Stockholm Syndrome? (laughs) I don't know, but that's in a reference to something my dad said about a game of Twister being responsible for one of my siblings, and I was not okay with it. Oh, I love this person so much. So are you guys ready to dive into something? I don't know what it is yet. (laughs) (laughs) To dive on in? Let's let's all go on this adventure together. All right. 1973. The biggest colors ever are on every shirt. Bell bottoms were in fashion and no man knew how to button his shirt past his belly button. <laughs> Tweed was popular for the first time outside of academia and a woman's hair had its own personality. I'm reading this verbatim. <laughs> okay. Now that we've set the scene, let's continue. Please. Oh, and there's a warning at the beginning about Russian names. Darn oh, my it. God. I really hope you give these a go. A man walks into Sverige's credit bank. Sverige's <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Credit bank. I'm assuming that's bank in Russia. I don't know. Um, located in upscale Normalmstork Square shortly after it opens. I really hope it's full of a bunch of different Russian words. And at the end, it's like, this is all nonsense I made up to mess with Rebecca. That would mean that he has a lot of time on his hands. Don't we all? Like, disclaimer, I usually try really hard to, like, learn how to pronounce words beforehand, which is why I know how to pronounce Yolokotrin till the day I die. But but this is your first time seeing these notes. Yeah. I like credit bonk. <laughs> credit bonk. <laughs> okay, so there's loads of people there, about 40 employees and a handful of customers. But this particular man... That's a huge bonk. <laughs> But this particular man seems to stick out. He carries a large canvas suitcase in one arm and a coat in the other. This might seem weird, as it's the 23rd of August. 
but his amazing sense of style continued with a thick brown wig, black eyebrows, and mustache, and a set of toy glasses. So I'm like, now I'm imagining this guy in like tweed with a jacket and a suitcase with like those dollar store disguises. Where you like twist the nose and the eyebrows go up and down and the tongue pops (laughs) out. (laughs) So the man in the toy glasses is John Eric Olsen. And despite being born in Sweden, he spoke English with an American accent as he pulled a loaded submachine gun Ooh. from under his coat, Ooh. shot at the ceiling, and yelled, the party has just begun. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, the party's just begun. Keep up. <laughs> this is how you got here, Rebecca. That escalated quickly. I'm usually prepared for these type of things. <laughs> so we're back at... so. Credit Bunk was one of Stockholm's That's Where We Are. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> so the Credit Bunk was one of Stockholm's largest banks, and this act would set off a six-day hostage crisis. Holy crap. Oh, shit. Six days? So that is a big bunk. That, that is a big <laughs> bunk. It's a party. And that's like being quarantined, but extremely uncomfortable. Right? Dude, and all they have to eat at Credit Bunks are suckers. But if they're dumb dumbs, it might be worth it. No, not for six days. True. So basically, we're talking about the normal Strog robbery, the event that led to the creation of the term Stockholm Syndrome. <gasps> Nailed it. Oh, my God. This person. <laughs> I I may be Stockholmed for this person. Because <laughs> that's how that works. We'll find out. <laughs> A little background on Olsen. He was born April 16th, 1941 in Ekeby, outside of Helensborg, Sweden. Good job. Nailed it. <laughs> he was known to local authorities as a thief and a safe cracker with a tendency for explosives. <laughs> I like this guy. Um, the the year before, 1972, he had been convicted of grand larceny in probably the best way possible. He got caught robbing an older couple's house in Helsingborg. So I have a note from the narrator. Shush. That's not why it's great. <laughs> I was wondering. I was, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, but... Uh... Nothing's happened yet. Okay. So the husband was so shocked at the event, which like super fair considering everything. He keeled over right there and then. <gasps> oh, no. His wife asked Olsen to rush into the kitchen and get her husband's heart medicine, which he did. Oh, I like this guy. So he was trying to rob them. Yeah. Her husband died. Yeah. And he went and got, okay, just making sure I'm on the right page. Look, he, hard times, he's got to make do, but he's also compassionate. I can already, the bank robbery hasn't even happened, and I already see why people Stockholmed for this guy. Disclaimer, if Tiffany robbed a house, this is how it would go. I'm Tiffany so could never. Well, not that she would, but if she did, she'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Here, let me sweep up this glass for you. I'll dust before I leave. It's <laughs> fine. I don't even dust my own house. <laughs> Fair. So after grabbing the heart medication, Olsen then went ahead and returned to looting the couple's home before leaving with a bunch of their stuff. So he made sure they were okay. I mean, okay, wait, there's an author's note. Um, I can't find anything on the status of the couple. I'm sure they were fine afterwards, probably. Oh my God. Probably. The man had a heart attack. But he got his heart meds. He was just shocked. So this stunt landed him three years in prison in South Stockholm. Author's note. So probably chaotic good. Yes, exactly. I don't I don't understand that whole chaotic good, chaotic bad. I, I don't get that. Like, I just kind of roll with it when people talk about that. We could go into that at another time. It's fine. I, I don't even know how far I'm into these notes, and they're fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
As you might have noticed, the date of his conviction and the date of the robbery are awfully close and not separated by the length of his full sentence. That's because in Sweden, prisoners get furlough or leave time where they can leave prison for a few days at a time. That's amazing. (laughs) This is an effort to ease people back into their everyday lives. I appreciate what uh, they're doing there. I also really appreciate that he spends his leave rubbing a pink. (laughs) I just appreciate that uh, our dear author assumed that we were going to remember dates that closely. (laughs) (laughs) Like a lot of what Rebecca like takes out of episodes is just pause. Scroll, 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 scroll. The date was... (laughs) So, okay. The problem here is the prisoners are supposed to come back. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) We gathered that from context. Thank you, dear author. Um, Alston didn't do that. Instead, he robbed a bank. Mm -hmm. Tomato, tomato. Mm -hmm. Anyway, back to the party. Oh, my God. I love this. The the bonk party? The credit bonk. The bonk bonk. party. So most of the people in the bank dropped to the floor, but some hid in the back while others ran out of the bank into the public square. Olsen casually walked up to the teller counter, pulled out a transistor radio from his suitcase, and turned it on full blast, turning it to a rock music station. He then ordered a male employee to tie up Kristen Enmark, a 23-year-old stenographer who was at the bank to deliver a letter, Brigitta Lundblant, a 31-year-old bank employee, and Elizabeth Oldgren, 21-year-old bank cashier. Oh, okay. So he is getting the party started, though, with the music. Yeah. And the rope. Yeah, you're correct. And the rope, yes. I've been to a few (laughs) of those parties. Just kidding. So Kristen later said that she thought she was seeing something that could only happen in America and like, ouch, but also, yeah. Author's note. (laughs) What, bank robberies? Being held at gunpoint? Do they not not rob banks in Sweden? No. It's probably people from other countries coming over and robbing their banks. No. America, we're extreme. To the max. Okay, so he has people tied up, party started, we're going, full force. So at this point, Olsen shouted, I want to talk to the police. And was soon met by a plain clothes sergeant, Morgan Rylander, who was in the area and picked up a signal set off by a tripped silent alarm. Rylander identified himself as a police officer and Olsen asked him if he was a high ranking or if how important he was. Rylander said no, but he offered to call one to come to the scene. Olsen allowed it, going up to the second floor of the bank where the offices were, open parenthesis, and where the police would start setting up a base camp as there was a back entrance on that floor, close parenthesis. While this happened, Plains closed Detective Inspector Ngemar Hold on. Warpfeldt appeared on the It's like you're spitting out an apple seed. Have you guys seen the video of the little kid where they're trying to get him to say popsicle? Yeah. And it's pop, pop, sickle, sickle, popsicle. (laughs) (laughs) So, second planes clothed detective inspector Enegmar appeared on the second floor with a revolver. As you do. So even though Olsen didn't see him, Brigitta did and told the detective inspector not to shoot. After... And Gemar introduced himself and ordered Olsen to drop his gun. Olsen shot him in the right hand. Hashtag cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Before allowing the officer to retreat. 
Rylander came back and said another officer was coming to the bank. <laughs> so Olsen seemed okay with this development. So he ordered him to sit and then at gunpoint to sing a song. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Rylander it's chose it's Elvis Presley's Lonesome Cowboy. Oh my God. Author's note, because Presley was American and thought Olsen would like hearing a tune familiar to him. Smart. Oh, But Olsen wasn't American. He wasn't. He just sounded like he was. Rude. Assuming people's nationality, they're Sweden. Also, Elvis, while problematic personally, his music and his movies are like, so it's fine. Keep it coming, baby. (laughs) So, please end up with the performance. Olsen then ordered Rylander to take everyone but the three tied up women out of the bank in groups of two and three before ordering him to leave. Author's note. I am assuming Rylander went off to change into a fresh pair of underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So, police superintendent Sven Thurinder had arrived on the scene and was important enough for Olsen to care. (laughs) Good. Fair. When they started negotiating, Olsen demanded... The release of Clark Olofsson, a 26-year-old man who is serving a six-year sentence for armed robbery and acting as an accessory in the murder of a policeman in Norcoping Penitentiary. He also asked for a 3 million kroner or 710,000 American dollars. Author's note, inflation values in the 2020, about 20.8. Not, you did it in the kroner too? <laughs> I'm so impressed How with him. How many kroners? So, 20.89 million kroner or 4.3 million dollar US dollars. Hard yikes, kroner currency. <laughs> Yeah, right? I want to go. I want, Can I transfer all my money to Kroners, please? That's not. No, don't do that. I mean, you can. Would we suggest And then keep it, it in the credit bank? <laughs> the credit bank? <laughs> um, do we learn? I was about to ask you a question about the story, but you don't know. Continue. <laughs> I don't know. I know as much as y'all do. And I'm trying to keep a straight face as I read them because they're really good. So he also asked for two pistols, bulletproof vests helmets a fast getaway car and the ability to leave the bank safely with the hostages uh no but okay (laughs) later that day the police delivered clark the ransom and even a blue mustang with a full tank of gas to the bank but refused to let them leave with the hostages Mm -hmm. they also provided a telephone so that everyone inside the bank could communicate with the outside world author's note i'm excited by these I think because all the telephones in the bank already were on the second floor where the police were, were, so this one was kept on the first floor where Olsen and Clark were, so basically making sure everyone could talk to each other. Smart. Okay, so once Olsen and Clark reconnected in the bank, Olsen seemed a bit more at ease. He even untied the hostages, although they moved everyone into the inner main vault and barricaded it. The vault was near the toilets, a staircase to talk to the police on the second floor, and safely hidden away from snipers. When he patrolled the perimeter with his gun, he called it my lawyer. (laughs) He always kept hostages close to him so that snipers surrounding the bank could never get a clean shot. Clark took on the role of good cop pretty soon after his arrival, always emphasizing that everything would be fine, often comforting the woman. Well, isn't he just so thoughtful? 
but he was still working with Olsen, so he was doing what he was told and running with it a bit. During one of Clark's patrols around the bank, he found a junior bank employee, Sven Sofstrom, uh-huh. age 25, who had hidden himself in the stock room. Realizing that it would be more problematic to let him go, Sven was told, well, come and have a drink with us, and became the fourth hostage. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Through the first day, Olsen and Clark were practically pleasant to be around. They were acting in ways that comforted the hostages. After the initial sequestering in the vault, Elizabeth started complaining about claustrophobia, so Olsen gave her a 30-foot rope to tie around her neck, a.k.a. a leash, so she could walk around outside the vault. Oh, my God. Why not around her waist or something, like, or her wrist? It had to be around her neck. So if she ran too fast, it would, like, yank her back? Well, that's also, like, I feel like asserting a little bit of dominance as well. Like, yes, I control you and this is uncomfortable, but you have your quote-unquote freedom. Yeah, I feel like there's mind games being played there. Yeah. As someone who suffers from claustrophobia, I don't think that a rope being around my neck would really help the situation. Well, good thing you're not in this situation. Nope. Ma'am. It's all about Rebecca. So once Kristen and... Birgitta went to the bathroom, unleashed, I might add. Police asked them how many hostages were being held. Kristen showed them using her fingers, but was already starting to feel conflicted later, saying, I felt like a traitor. I don't know why. Oh. Things got weirder as time went on, too. That night, Kristen was awoken by a chill in the vault, and Olsen gave her his wool jacket, soothed her from a bad dream, and gave her a bullet as a keepsake. You guys. Okay. We I appreciate a, the sentiment. We have a problem. I could be stalked home so easily. You're a penguin. Here's a shiny rock. We're married now. Kinda. And well, I don't understand why you guys are questioning how I get my friends. <laughs> Just roll with it. Okay. Here's a keepsake. Love me. Love me. And here's something shiny. Mm-hmm. My uh, love language is gifts. So. Valid. So, when trying to talk to their families on the phone, Birgitta could only reach her dog mama. Day mother. Day mother. Day mother? Nightman. Oh. Author. Author. I need more context. Did you say her day mama? Dog mama, which means day mother. What's a day mother? Is that I like a grandma? Know. I'm Googling this. Keep going. Thank you. Okay. By the second day, all the hostages were on a first-name basis with the captors and generally had a negative attitude towards the police outside, accusing them of playing with their lives. Kristen told reporters, We are more afraid of the policemen than these two boys. We are discussing and, believe it or not, having a rather good time here. Why can't they let the boys drive off with us in the car? But Olsen still had a point to prove and a goal to achieve. He threatened to shoot Sven to show to the police that they weren't fucking around, except he's said he wouldn't kill Sven as he had originally planned, but he'd aim very carefully and only shoot him in the leg. Oh. Oh, well, you know, get that point across however you need to. All he had to do was go to the bottom of the staircase on Olsen's signal so he could be shot and fall within eyesight of the police. But don't worry, he could drink all the beer on hand until the signal came to steal himself. Oh my god. Until the what happened? Until the signal, so like he could drink as much as he wanted until Olsen was like, I'm about to shoot you. Yep. Fair. So question, where is the beer coming from though? This is a bank. That was part of his uh, request, right? I just assumed it was part of the request. No, it wasn't part of his request. Also, what kind of job doesn't have alcohol on hand? The largest credit bank in Sweden. They probably had lots of chocolate. 
Well, obviously they had alcohol on hand. So Sven, who is about to get shot in the leg, thought this was actually a kind act to only shoot him in the leg, although he remained apprehensive and had to keep reminding himself of his situation. Kristen even told him, but Sven, it's just in the leg. (laughs) (laughs) No. You have another. Right. When the police commissioner went inside the bank to inspect the health status of all the hostages, he noticed that they were very relaxed around the gunman, but hostile towards him, as they had developed a rather relaxed relationship. This confirmed his theory that the men would actually harm the hostages, which he then relayed to the press. Who were going insane? (laughs) Obviously. This was the first criminal event in Sweden to be covered by live TV and was everywhere. Both Olsen and the hostages ended up speaking to the press using the phones inside the bank. Wow. Oh, Jesus. So that's why we have those rules now. <laughs> and now we have Olsen's bonkers quote. The police are to blame for the whole mess. All I did was get into the bank. Well, a robbery, of course, but that's my job, Olsen said. (laughs) And then two policemen came heading towards me, waving guns. Of course I shot. That's how it started. Uh, uh, um, okay. (laughs) Okay. Kristen even spoke to the prime minister. I fully trust Clark and Olsen. I am not desperate. They haven't done a thing to us. On the contrary, they have been very nice. But you know, what I am scared of is that the police will attack and cause us to die. I mean, valid, because that's usually when most things go wrong in hostage situations. I mean, she has a point. Okay, so the police decided they needed more information, like where exactly in the bank everyone is located. The second floor base camp didn't provide much in terms of view, so its strategic importance is meh and was mostly used for talking down the staircase. So on the third day, the police basically peeked open a door and take a look around to see everyone inside the vault. Author's note, the actual description is that a policeman comes with a creative idea. He takes a long iron bar, goes to the railing, and climbs a chair from which he can reach the door and open it so they can see inside. But I have no idea what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're on the second floor. Why would he need to climb a chair to see the first floor? Um, I'm with you. I'm with you, author. What? (laughs) But vaults are really big. Maybe there was like a window at the top. I don't know. You think they had? What did you call them in um, the hotel that got on fire? Oh, uh, yeah, the things above the doors. Wayne's cutting? No, no, Wayne's cutting is flappy windows. I don't know what they're called. I don't either, but yes, uh, something like that. Either that or they were, so like vaults can be multiple stories tall. So maybe they like, there was a window at the top or something. I don't know. But I think that would kind of defeat the whole like airtight fireproof thing if it had a window. I, I, I don't know. So they go ahead and close the door to the vault, locking everyone inside in oh. the dark. Oh, no. Sorry, Ashley. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Olsen and Clark counter by blocking the door with two cabinets. <laughs> what the fuck? So they got locked in, so they blocked the door? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Safe swing outward, guys. What are they assuming they can't get over the cabinets? I, I don't know. So author's note, can we take a minute here to talk about something? Sure, they had food and some drinks, but now they have no toilets and they're in the dark. Do you poop in a corner? How do you know what corner to poop in? Even when your eyes adjust, this is still pretty shitty and the smell. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> how long? But wait, he, they're, they're assuming how? How long were they in there? Locked in in the dark. This is day three. It's still going. It's a six day 
hostage situation. Ashley's face, no. you guys. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm going to pass. Just shoot me or let me up. Those are your options. I just shoot shoot both my legs. It's fine. No, just shoot me. Boing. Goodbye. They can't see you to know where to shoot you. I will gladly stand up to the pistol. I just... Or like, whatever type of weapon I they really, have. I really appreciate that the author thought of bathrooms because my first thought was like, I'm going to get hungry. I'm going to get real, real hungry. He and said that food's they had gonna food run out. and drink. That food's going to run out, though. And whenever I'm stressed, I eat. So, like, I'm going to burn through what's left really quickly. The only thing, like, actual logical thing I could do in that situation is just curl up in a ball and sleep. As long as I possibly could, just keep my eyes closed and just sleep. Yeah. That's all I would do. Fair. I would I would go into hibernation. I That's a valid response. Okay. So, due to all the press coverage, the public wanted in on this and couldn't get enough. And because humans never change, the public thought they had better ideas than the people doing their jobs. Author's note, cough, cough, scientist, CDC, who rages in self-isolation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Oh, oh Jesus. A great author. Um, so... Better ideas than people t- doing their jobs and came up with some genius suggestions to handle retrieving the hostages with questionable safety of everyone involved. These ideas ideas include set up a concert of religious tunes by a Salvation Army. I mean, that would drive me to leave, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sending in a swarm of angry beasts to sting Olsen and Clark into submission. Author's note. Cards Against Humanity card that's just bees. <laughs> I think our author needs to go back to work. <laughs> My first clue that was that he got excited over being given homework. Um, another idea, putting soap on all the floors so everyone would slip and fall. How are they planning to get this into the vault? I don't think that this story understands how vaults are supposed to work. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. uh, Where are we? Poland? No. Stockholm. Sweden. Speaking of the vault, you could also fill it with tennis balls so the criminals couldn't move. (laughs) (laughs) These poor, dear Swiss people. I am so very fond of them. And I want to hug all of them. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe this is why they haven't had, like, anything like this happen before. And they were all um, automatically said, it must be American. Because they're like, our idea of robbing a bank is fill it with tennis balls. (laughs) So instead of, like, threatening someone's life, they're just like, oh, I'm going to throw a tennis ball at you. (laughs) We have an author's note. Okay, so I'm probably on a list now, but I went around and found an Instructables for building your own bank vault. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, a company would build it based on specifics. Based on what I could gather, it's not uncommon for a bank vault to be seven feet tall. I found a number that said 19 feet wide was an acceptable slash average width and the depth while variable could be the same as the width as a square vault also isn't uncommon. So like... 19 by 19, seven foot tall. So that is for what? What is it? It's the four hostages and then Clark and Olsen. Mm -hmm. Six people. That's not terrible. That's still like really uncomfortable. But I could see being stocked home in a space like that over six days. 
That might be the size of the room I'm in now. Did the author take into account the size of a tennis ball and find out how many tennis balls it would take to fill up said bank vault? Yes. Oh my god, this is the most author thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> so based base assumptions for the math. The vault is empty. No furniture or humans because you have to set your parameters. <laughs> but there's money. There's things in the vault. Well, we're setting parameters. It's like a Scrooge McDuck vault. You so this know. might account for the fact this theoretical vault is smaller than the actual vault, which I could not find specs on. So you need 474,494 tennis balls to fill a vault that size, which today in 2020 will cost about... Oh, my God. 1.147 million on Amazon. Oh my <laughs> god. This is 197,249 and 90 cents in 1973. Oh my god. I- I'm not even concerned about the cost. Where are you going to find that many tennis balls? <laughs> right? Amazon. Is tennis that big? N- not right now. <laughs> I'm so happy. No, I mean, is, is tennis that big in uh, Switzerland that they just have like millions of tennis balls laying around? Hold on. I'm Googling how many tennis shops are in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> what are What is the average amount of balls that they keep on hand? <laughs> balls on hand. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's the minimum cost to execute this plan, especially because the actual bank vault would probably be bigger. Also, you could buy many Midnight Milky Ways with that money. (laughs) (laughs) Also, he gave me a picture of his math. (gasps) Of course he did. Can can we also print that off to go along with the um, fan art he sent in? This is going in the blog and on the Instagram, and it's amazing. And we're printing it off and framing it with the fan art he sent in? Yes? Okay, good. Yes, sure. Okay. As amazing as these ideas were, (laughs) that's my sarcasm, um, on the fourth day, the police decided to go in a more tear gassy direction. (laughs) Accurate. They started drilling through the half meter thick ceiling of the vault to help pass supplies to the hostages. And also in preparation for use of tear gas. <laughs> Sidebar. Until this point, everyone thought the main robber was a man named Kaj Hansen, a known bank robber with a thick southern Swedish accent on the run from prison. They even brought his brother in earlier in the week to try to talk to the captors. This wasn't corrected until the real Kaj Hansen called the police from Hawaii and was like, yeah, nope, not me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, he was so offended that he <laughs> indignantly denied that he would stoop so- to so foul a deed as taking hostages. For for his trouble, he was extradited and returned to a Swedish jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is magnificent. Forget the whole Stockholm Syndrome thing. This story in and of itself is brilliant. Authors know why is this so funny? Because because it is. Because mm-hmm. Stockholm syndrome is real. So we're back to drilling holes. The holes in the vault ceiling are covered by bulletproof glass. After Olson tries to shoot a police officer who tries to look inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but he's Jesus. stopped by Clark before being able to fire a shot. Um, because of this stunt, the police demand the robbers to surrender all guns and explosives. Wait, what? 
Oh my God, what? <laughs> Did, why why so, did we start with this? No, it's not going to work. So just for <laughs> clarification, in case I like laughed through that sentence, they're drilling holes in the roof of this vault. A policeman looks in, Olsen fires up, and then the policeman is like, okay, you are grounded. Give me your guns. Oh my God. Now question, Clark is a police officer, right? So Clark is the police officer. Clark is the police officer who pulled the guy away from the hole before he was shot. So it wasn't Clark looking in. No, I know. But they keep saying from the robbers. There's only one robber and Clark is the kind of like go between. Olsen and Rylander. Rylander? Because remember Olsen, that was one of his whatevers is that the guy be released from jail. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. And brought with the blue Mustang. And like a Mustang... Yeah. Like, you can have any car and you pick a blue Mustang? Well, the the police picked that for him. He just wanted a car, a fast car as a getaway vehicle. And he got a Mustang, which at that point in time was a fast car. Rebecca throwing car shade. I, I, shot, I saw the judgment from Ashley. <laughs> there were better options. <laughs> True. That's the least of our concerns. Weirdly enough, Olsen wasn't keen on the idea of giving up his guns or his explosives. So on the fifth day, so we started on Thursday, it's now Monday, he wires the bank door with explosive as a preventative measure. That's a bad idea. You're inside. Wait, the bank door or the vault door? Aren't they still trapped in the vault? They're in the vault. Uh Uh-oh. He rigged the door with explosives. And that's their only way out. He also put a noose on each hostage, making them stand in front of the safe deposit cabinets. No. The ropes tied to handles of the cabinet drawer so that if tear gas was deployed, the hostage would fall and hang themselves. Oh, my God. Wait, they had them stand like on top of the cabinets? Uh, Making them stand in front of safe deposit cabinets. Oh, because they would fall forward. They would knock out because yeah. of the tear gas. I got, Okay, yep, I yeah. put it together. Logistics. Thank you. Um, So with the new holes in the vault ceiling, though, the police finally managed to ID Jan Eric Olson. They realize he's mostly known for nonviolent crime. So they contact someone who owns a model of the cabinets used as a barricade to determine how hard it would be for officers to move them out of the way. Not that hard if they moved them inside of the vault. Yeah, but the police don't know that. Well, I mean, well, they do. But like, in, you know, I don't know. Um, Authors note. <laughs> Author's note, imagine being a police officer and having to do that. Bro, I think you have a specific cabinet I'm looking for. No, I don't want it. I just want, I just need to see if I can move it real quick. Oh my goodness. So theoretically, if I were to like (laughs) want to push this out of the way and maybe on top of someone, how much does it weigh? How easy is that? I have so many questions about this. So once they get their answer, it's full steam ahead with their tear gas plan on day six. Olsen manages to shoot through the holes in the ceiling, hitting Officer Ol Abrahamson in the arm and his face. Olsen and Clark were really pleased by this, despite the fact that the officer survived his injuries. But you said Olsen and Clark. Clark is pleased by this? Is this Stockholm taking effect? Because Clark is the cop. This has to be like Stockholm taking effect. Or a typo. Hush your face. (laughs) 
Oh my god, why are these so long? <laughs> I'm so confused by the, the cabinet thing. Like, how did they think that they moved them inside of the vault? Okay, so the plainclothes sergeant was Morgan Rylander, and you're correct, Clark was the seconds. Okay. Got it, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, where on earth was I? Okay. They were trying to figure out how to move cabinets that these uh, civilians moved. And Clark was delighted that somebody got shot in the face. So, thanks to faulty equipment, the rescue operation was delayed until 2105. Hold on. Nope. 905. Correct. Police reached out to the radio station and asked them specifically not to share details of the mission because Olsen had a radio with him and listening to the radio stations reporting on police plans. Remember? Rock music? Ah. Author's note. This is the worst operational security I've ever seen. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, why are the why is the radio station reporting on police plans? I don't know. It was the seventies, man. I don't know. Well, I'm assuming protocol wasn't like in place for stuff like, like this yet. What's up, DJ? Check out what we're planning to do tonight. Can you get us a good soundtrack going, man? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, like, in my mind, they don't have this kind of stuff happen over in Switzerland. So, like, it's all, like, shoot from the hip and figure out how to deal with these situations. Speaking of not knowing how to deal with these situations, faulty equipment continues to plague the mission as the tear gas doesn't work as expected, as in it doesn't work at all. <laughs> Despite this, Olsen surrenders anyway. 32 minutes after the gas was deployed, he gave up his gun and all his explosive through the holes in the ceiling. The police wanted the hostages to come out first, but the four refused. Kristen even yelled out, no, Jan and Clark go first. You'll gun them down if we do. After the police agreed to have Olsen and Clark go first, the convicts and hostages hugged, kissed, and shook hands in the doorway of the vault. Hashtag jealous in quarantine. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, a couple things on this. Uh, one author is not a hugger and the fact that author is jealous of all this because they've been stuck in quarantine means that we finally get hugs when we meet them hell yeah we do a second note on this all i can picture is one of those movies where it's like i was wrongfully imprisoned and i was just trying to save my brother and then the hostages are like i hope you find your brother we love you so much and then at the end of the movie the bad guy you realize has been a good guy the whole time and i would stockholm so hard i'm sorry <laughs> i've got a great movie playing in my head <laughs> just stop questioning how i get my friends just roll with it so Olsen was the first to leave after the 130-hour standoff. Two of the female hostages begged the police, don't hurt them, they didn't harm us. Kristen even reached out to Clark as he was being arrested, shouting, I will see you again. Author's note, Kristen and Clark seemed really close to this entire incident, more so than the other hostages. Couldn't tell you why, but I personally think Kristen was affected the most by this experience. I'd, I'd say fair. She had the fair. hots for her captor. So, both Olsen and Clark were charged, convicted, and sentenced with extended prison sentences for the event, although Clark eventually got his overturned since he technically didn't help Olsen and was only doing what he was told was brought in from prison to do this. Fair. Olsen was sentenced to 10 years and served his full sentence and, as of 2006, has been a pretty up-and-up type of guy since then. Oh my god, that's magnificent. Your Stockholm so hard doing our <laughs> Stockholm story. I hope that he and Kristen met up afterwards and fell in love and married and had little Stockholm babies. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, 
So that being said, the protective behavior of the hostages didn't stop at the vault. They routinely visited their captors while they were in prison, and they all refused to testify against any of their captors in court. They actually raised money for their defense. Oh, my God. So what's going on? Stockholm. Stockholm Syndrome. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what the story's about. (laughs) So no one really knew, not even the hostages themselves. Elizabeth spoke with a psychiatrist the next day and asked, is there something wrong with me? Why don't I hate them? Fair. They didn't do anything wrong. Uh, Besides Uh, shoot a man in the face. Yeah, but they didn't do anything wrong to the hostages. I mean, sometimes you got to shoot somebody in the face. So at the time, Dr. Leonard Longdren described their condition as similar to victims of the shock of war. Swedish psychiatrist Nils Bejero, who was present during the robbery, determined that the hostages... (laughs) (laughs) There's an apostrophe after the S and like that always throws me off. The hostages' actions were due to brainwashing. (laughs) Keying the turn... Oh, this is a long word. Hold up. You've got this. Um, Normal Storg Syndrome. Yeah. Bravo. Nailed it. Due to the fact that's unpronounceable. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you, author. Why would you do that to me? Um, Due to the fact that that's unpronounceable to anyone outside of Sweden, it was later known as Stockholm Syndrome. Yay! Encyclopedia Britannica says the survival instinct is at the heart of Stockholm Syndrome. That explains so much. Victims live in enforced dependence and interpret rare or small acts of kindness in the midst of horrible conditions as good treatment. No, that makes total sense because there are a lot of um, really bad relationships like that. Yeah. Like you're in a terrible situation, but, you know, every once in a while, the other person will bring you something from the store without you asking. You're like, oh my God, they really do love me. They thought of me. Fair. So the first use of Stockholm Syndrome in a legal sense was in 1974 in the case of kidnapped newspaper heiress Patty Hearst, where she claimed it as a defense. Spoiler alert, it didn't work. Although it is widely known, Stockholm Syndrome is not recognized by the APA and is often contested. In fact, when asked if he believed in the idea of Stockholm Syndrome in 2013, Olsen said, what the heck is a syndrome anyway? I don't know. Oh, wait. I don't know why I didn't think about the fact that he's still like kicking. Yeah. He was born in 41. He's still got a little ways. Look at him go. <laughs> Did you just get Stockholm through the story no. about Stockholm? <laughs> Shut up. She's like, oh, What's his I can write him. I need to Google him. And that is the story of the normal Stork robbery, the origin of Stockholm Syndrome, and why Rebecca shouldn't let the author write her notes. Human cat bottles. Damn you. How <laughs> about that? <laughs> oh, bravo, author. I'm so happy. That was fantastic. I feel all of my notes are going to be inadequate now because those were amazing. Yes. We just have to add cards against humanity cards and occasionally we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> did you get hit? Did you get hit by a cat, Ashley? Or did you hit your knee? No, oh, my cat just licked my finger and really scared me. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, friend slash author. Author, you did an amazing job, and I am not Googling this person to see if I'm going to be Stockholmed. It's fine. I adore you, and that was wonderful. (laughs) Do you remember the person's name that you're Googling? John Olson. I Googled John Olson Stockholm Syndrome. It's fine. Look at you go. 
That was fantastic. Ta-da! That's what happens when Rebecca is in quarantine and asks other people if they want to do them for do her notes for her. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yes. Good job and much appreciated um, author. I almost called you by your name. I'm still confused by them calling about the cabinets. Like these regular people move them. You have an entire police force. If you can't get past See, it's the confusing because it's like the one thing they double check their sources on that I can tell. I am still confused and have questions about the damn cabinets. There we go. <laughs> John Olson. <laughs> ah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd probably still get Stockholm. It's fine. Okay. What if, what if he was really nice to you, fed you, and told you you were pretty? Oh, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> totally in. No thought about it. Yeah, no. I mean, look. Mint Milano's. Throwing some mac and cheese. I made I made a killer grilled cheese the other night. So if he can make me a good grilled cheese, just like sign me up. So so thanks, author, for proving who the real Stockholm syndrome er <laughs> syndrome is e in this trio. And apparently, we have two Stockholm syndrome e's <laughs> and one er. <laughs> that would make the most sense. I, love I mean, it. I mean, what? Thank you. Yes, thank you so I much. I get what I want. I loved this. <laughs> Oh, oh, I thought my computer just turned off. It just went to sleep. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was amazing. Thank you so much, author. We adore you. You're welcome back anytime. And on that note, remember, friends, everyone has to get their friends somehow. You just learned how I got mine. <laughs> if you have any questionable topics, you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com or you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com. You did it! I did it. And we have an email. She said I that. Oh, you did? the email at the beginning. Oh, I got confused because it was out of order, but I'm so proud of you for doing it. Yay! Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us on or at patreon.com slash the ladies of strange. And keep it strange, love. Bye. Ashley's cat is trying Bye. to record with us. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>